The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hello, everyone. I am Vern Davis. I am the host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is a highly effective and visionary executive leader with over 25 years of proven expertise in strategic marketing and franchising and franchise solutions. We're going to talk a lot about that today. Corporate social responsibility programs, uh, I want you all to welcome our, our guest here on Plant Profits today, uh, Catherine Blackwell. Catherine is the CEO and co-founder of The Open Door. Catherine, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. No, um, I, our pleasure. Our pleasure. I, I'm really excited. I want to give the, the audience here an opportunity to get to know you and maybe get to know some things that, or give you an opportunity to talk about some things you don't typically talk about, right? And I think that's great and, and um, gonna really uh, have a fun time diving into some of the m many interesting things you've done uh, in the last 25 or 30 years or so. I'm really, really, really excited about that. Now, are you, um, are you from the West Coast or where, where are you from, Catherine? So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, South San Jose area. Okay. I did, yes. Okay. Um, moved to Phoenix, gosh, almost 30 years ago. So yeah. I'm I'm really an Arizona native. <laughs> That's how you feel, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were uh, south of San Francisco and north of San Jose in that uh, geography? South, south end of San Jose, Almaden Valley area. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I lived I lived out there a couple times, and um, and and you know it's kind of interesting. People don't know now. I think it still is, but people don't know when I lived out there. San Jose was the largest city mm -hmm. um, in in the Bay Area, and nobody really talked about it. Exactly, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. And then Silicon Valley just sort of engulfed San Jose, right? <laughs> yeah, is that San Jose or is that Silicon Valley? But <laughs> right. you know, what what is that? Uh, right. that, that is, uh, absolute crazy. So uh, family, uh, siblings, tell me about that. Oh, I've got an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. Um, my brother's up in Seattle right now, uh, melting as with, oh, my with goodness. this heat that's coming through. Oh my goodness. I, I feel for those folks because they, most of them don't have air conditioning and, um, they're not ready right. for that. They, they don't even ha have an idea how to get ready for this. And, that that is that is amazing what what they're yeah. going through. It's just something's going on. We just got to you know something's going on out here. I don't know what yeah. it is, but uh, yeah. So you you have um, a younger sister, older brother. Yep. Yeah, younger sisters in Dallas. Dallas, and, Texas. Uh -huh. That's mm -hmm. home for me, Texas. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah. And uh, and then I have three amazing children. Three uh, and yeah, three and uh, and a little grandson. So. You have a grandson? Uh, yeah. That that is Still amazing in itself. Almost two years old. Yeah, 
What is that like? I want to go straight there because I have three <laughs> kids and they have not blessed us with grandchildren yet yeah. as of yet. But tell me what that's like. It's, it's, you know, it's almost a cliche. Everybody says, oh, wait till you have grandkids. Wait till you right. have grandkids. It's the best. It's just the best. And I, I'm still trying to figure out why that, why that is, except the, the only answer I have is that you just, you don't have to worry about them. You just can love on them. And, you know, yeah. you, of course you still worry about them, but you don't have to do the day-to-day, -day, you know, taking care and raising them. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just cool. So special. Is it really cool? So special. Now, do, yeah. do they live in your same community, same town? Um, yes, my son and his oh, wife and nice. the grandbaby live in Phoenix, nice. so we get together uh, probably more often than uh, a lot of grandparents get to see their kids. So I feel really blessed. Now, are you looking forward to to taking uh, when they grow a little older? I think it, uh, dynamics change a little bit when they get older. Because you're now expected to go to soccer games and baseball games and football games, all this stuff. And, yep. you know, are you looking forward to that part of your life? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Both of my boys played soccer. And so I'm, I'm used to being, I actually miss being out on the soccer field. <laughs> okay. My daughter played volleyball. So, okay. you know, and always in, used to all of that and love it. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's, that is, uh, no, that is, that is great. That is great. Talk about, and that's great, and congratulations on your wonderful family, um, you. your sibling side and, and, and your, uh, your children, uh, et cetera, grandchildren. Um, tell me about, tell me about uh, the influence of growing up with your two siblings in, in your home in South San Jose. What, what influences did you get? What, what, what do you still reach back and, and bring forward that's there? Um, you know, the first thing that came to mind was, was just that, uh, perseverance, mm -hmm. um, you know, just really drive, um, and, and strive for what you believe in and for you know, what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve. Um, yeah. I, my, my, my upbringing was fairly strict. My father was in the military. Did you move around or was San Jose kind of was base? That was kind of the last stop. Yeah. Okay. He, he was in, he was in the military, but, um, actually was, uh, started with um fairchild in silicon valley okay that was kind of the start of the whole tech business there that's right? amazing yeah um and uh so no we we moved around a little bit in san jose but okay my brother ended up going to west point so it was uh, very that was the family dynamic was really just set a goal and go for it and yeah did know, he I feel like he was going into the family business uh, going to West Point. What, do you remember back then what the discussions were at the, as a family? You know, um, no, I wasn't really part of the discussions about whether he was, you know, his choice to go there, yeah. but it, it fit for him. And, um, it, and, and he, he did really well there. He really strived and really excelled. So, um, but I think sometimes with, in building these new companies and, and building yeah. over the last 25 years and building Kahala, like we did, I think that was one thing that I brought forward was just, okay, you set a goal, set a deadline. I'm very deadline driven yeah. and, and go for it. Just do everything that you can to, to make it happen. Yeah. It, it is that is, I mean, I've heard that through entrepreneurs. I mean, that's, that's part of why you're successful. Um, is it a heavy load? Does it always feel like it's a heavy lift uh, with, with, with that approach? 
Um, not always, but uh-huh. you know, when when you find that you you keep hitting some obstacles, yeah, it gets heavier right. <laughs> with every obstacle. But that makes the uh, when you, when you overcome those obstacles and those hurdles, it makes it just that much better. It's so celebration. Gives you that time. much more any yeah, yeah that much more energy for the next one. <laughs> yeah, do, Catherine, do you you've been highly successful? We're going to dive into a lot of that, but do you celebrate? Do you do you pick the victories and then when you achieve them, do you, in your own way, whatever that is, celebrate? Yes, I think you have to. Yeah, I think you have to celebrate and and take a chance, even if it's just the little victories, right? <laughs> um, I think you have to. That's what keeps you going. Keeps yeah. you motivated. Yeah, you know that's something that that I adopted about fifteen years ago, but I really because I I I I never really celebrated. Uh, victories because you know you have these high expectations of yourself and 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 that you're gonna do these things anyway and um, and you drive yourself to do them but you 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 do feel so much better and relieved and and you feel refreshed when you celebrate and everybody's description of celebration is so different right right and and, and what I do to celebrate is you, most people wouldn't say that's celebrating, but for me, I, I it's it's great, you know, and right. and that's my definition of that. I don't have to have a party, and I don't have to do something crazy. I could just sit back and reflect, you know, with my favorite beverage and a cigar, and I'm good, <laughs> you know, exactly. and that's done. Exactly. We, we we did that, so that's right. kind of cool. Now you went to San Jose State, yes, wow, and, and then you launched into your life. Seems like. Yes, yes, right <laughs> so, out of college. Yeah, well, well, tell me about that because you left early, right? I mean, you, 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 you got this this entrepreneurial bug somehow, or you saw something that you just saw the future. And so, what happened? Yes. Well, it was my last semester in college. It was the last semester. My last semester. I know. Um, kind of crazy, but um, met this pretty incredible man. Okay. And uh, we got married and okay. moved to Arizona. Okay. And uh, started a, what took us to Arizona was the opportunity to build three juice bars in a chain of health clubs. And those oh, three how did juice that bars idea... became. Go ahead. Yes, those juice bars. Those three juice bars became our first brand under the Kahala, or what the company that became Kahala, uh, Surf City Squeeze. So we Surf built that. Surf City Squeeze. Yeah, so we built that um, into about 360 locations, started franchising that that brand, mm-hmm. and that sort of launched the the whole Kahala company um, that that we built. Um, oh my goodness! We had, uh, gosh, over the next 20 years, built that into almost 14 brands and uh, just over 3,000 locations. Yeah, uh, I, I I really want to get into the Kahala business because. Okay. That that and I want to dive into that properly because uh, the the um, uh, uh, the business that you started right out of school launched into Kahala, but Kahala was a massive success, and uh, we want to do that justice. But I tell you what, we're okay. going to do. We're going to take a quick break, Catherine, 
And when we come back on, I really want you to tell me about Cole. I got a lot of questions about that business <laughs> and, and why it turned out the way it did. So that's good. And I was consumer of, of several of those um, <laughs> brands that you created, uh, which is awesome. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global. My guest today is uh, Catherine Blackwell. She is the co-founder and CEO of The Open Door. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global. My guest today is Catherine Blackwell, and she is the CEO and co-founder of The Open Door. Now, on, before we took our break, um, Catherine started to talk about how Kahala came to be, but I really want to go there with you, Catherine. Kohala is not something we can skim over. Kohala uh, brands, a lot of West Coast brands, but lot brands that I remember, uh, and then some are still alive that today that I still frequent, uh, even though I live in the Midwest uh, and it tastes good. So uh, Catherine, so tell us how it came to be and and how they, because it was a big franchise uh thought process, idea, and, and how did that happen? And why did you go franchise? Well, it, we, we, just, we we basically had to go franchising. Okay. Um, we wanted to control the operations inside of this chain of health clubs. We got an exclusive deal with the Bally um, chain of health clubs, 24-hour Nautilus. They've evolved over the years, but it was that large brand. Okay. And they wanted to make sure that they were offering the same service to their members. Um, so we had to require them to use the same products. And mm -hmm. that's really typically what a, what a franchise is under the same brand, the same products, the same operational procedures. So um, it, that's, that was our first franchised brand. Um, we realized at the time that there was more that we could offer to our consumers mm -hmm. and to our customers. So we started looking at other brands that had uh, a broader menu offering okay and that's what brought on frulati cafe and bakery um limpy subs and salads taco time in the northwest um and then of course the most uh, recognizable brand cold stone creamery um which <laughs> is really that, good <laughs> it was it, that was the favorite our well our corporate office actually um of cold stone had a full uh a, a full cold stone retail store in the lobby it wasn't open to the public but that's where we did a lot of the training. And oh, um, that was dangerous. How it dangerous. Was dangerous, very dangerous, <laughs> especially when the, uh, the R and D team was making, mm -hmm. um, 
waffle cones or when the training the trainees were in and making waffle cones because it just spread through the entire building the smell well, <laughs> well so that's that, that you know so uh, on my in my my day job right uh, i'm in a consumer business and the uh, the talent business recruiting business and my clients are consumer businesses and 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 consumer products and 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 I, you know i've been in a lot of offices a lot of manufacturing facilities and I love when what's being made outside is represented inside, right? And that's right. what you got, yeah. And it's cool. So I've been in places where, you know, adult beverage offices where there's full bars everywhere and, <laughs> you know, and, and lunch includes a cocktail and uh, those kinds of things right there on site and 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 restaurants in the the office. But I've never had the pleasure of going to an office and there was a cold stone that was an ice cream <laughs> place right there i don't know what i would do in a situation like that i would lose all self-control you know well, it was it was dangerous but it was nice <laughs> it was very nice no that that that's great so your brands came by you and your partners just really trying to understand what was needed mm -hmm. correct uh, to, to fulfill a, a, an offering of different types. It started out with health clubs, but different types of establishments or what? Exactly. Yeah. In the, mm -hmm. in the food courts, um, mm -hmm. we just saw um, a need for some more healthy options. And that's what we really tried to find with some brands that had uh, at least a few healthy offerings, you know, on their, on their menu. So um, that's, you know, what brought on one of our brands, Samurai Sam's, uh, was a healthy teriyaki bowl concept. And, yes. and Kahala has really grown even since we sold our interest in the company. Yeah. Um, they've almost doubled in size now. Um, so they've done a fantastic job. We learned a lot, learned a lot in growing that company and yeah. bringing, bringing that to our new projects. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is for sure. Um, because you guys are pioneering some things right now that is is just uh, uh, truly interesting. The one thing I want to talk about um, uh, about that is brands, right? Mm -hmm. And branding in my world is so important. It creates value, creates shareholder value. It creates value in, in a market space. It means something. And... Um, in the franchise world, did you find that to be, I mean, it, it had to be, but branding was critical and everything behind the brand because consistency was at the height of importance, correct? Correct. And I think you hit the right word is consistency. I think mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for in operations, but the consumers are also looking for that consistency as well. They want to mm -hmm. know what they can expect when they walk through your doors. Mm -hmm. um, and not only the brand awareness that helps with the marketing aspect of it, but but it's really it comes down to what the consumers are expecting and um, being able to provide that to them through throughout the entire experience, right? Not just the way this the the location is laid out or the um, the products that they have access to, but the service and the education level, and that's really a, a, a key point for for us with Open Door is the education of these mm -hmm. bud tenders. To be able to get the consumers the products that they need. No, absolutely, uh, abs absolutely. Is is franchising um, 
do you find it um, a very expensive way of going about a business, uh, duplicating services, products, um, results? Or I mean, what's the magic in the model? I believe the magic in the model is you you may pay a little bit. Uh, I don't even want to say you pay a little bit more. You're paying a lot of your fees up front okay. for work that's already been done. So it's if you're going to try okay. to go and build a brand on your own and go through the design process, mm-hmm. it's a lot of time and it's a lot of money, um, potential for mistakes, potential mm-hmm. for having to redo that work when mm-hmm. you realize after you've built it, you may not have gotten the floor plan right, or you may not have gotten that layout for security purposes right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may seem more, I don't even want to say it's more expensive because you're going to have to pay it anyway um, when you're building up a, a new brand. So right. I think the way to look at it is you're putting up an investment up front, but that's not only in the the, the build out, it's in, and in the branding and, and the development of the brand, mm-hmm. but that also is brings you that ongoing support. Um, like my, for, for the, for the open door, mm-hmm. um, what that franchise fee brings you is not only my 30 years of experience, but my partner, Chelsea Mulligan, her 10 years experience in running cannabis dispensaries. She no, just opened, her, she just opened her 39th dispensary. Yeah. So, so, so you learn a lot. You learn a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, you know, when you think through it, you know, um, we're in a franchise business and a recruiting business. And when you think about it, you know, you so articulate it there, um, it, it can be very, it can be a fast order for you. It can, it can give you a big heads up, a big leg up in, in, in the race for consumers. Right, because you have so many things that if you're picking wisely, it's it's uh, it's built in, and I think that's really really important. How did cannabis become your next thing? When did cannabis come into your life in a way that you you thought it was it was time for you to put your energy, investment, and time and knowledge into it? You know, it was a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Washington, Washington State is uh, is a recreational state. Yes. Um, so, and that's I have to fly through uh, Spokane to come up to Idaho here. Okay. Um, so I was, uh, I, I really was just curious uh-huh. and yeah. decided to go and check out a few of these dispensaries and. Because um, you're a retailer at heart, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was seeing, seeing the billboards, you know, driving around town and, right. and about, you know, but I have no idea. You see the billboard, you see the name, you have no idea what, what to expect when you go in. And it's weird. this it's... kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with consistency, right? Yes. You want to know what you can expect. Go- exactly. So I, I literally Googled weed uh-huh. um, uh, on my maps, on my, my iPhone maps mm-hmm. and had no, all of these places popped up, but I had no idea which one to go to, or, or none of the names stood out to me. Right. So I went to uh, check a few of them out and boy, they were, they were just all over the board. It was either um, uh, uh, super clinical yeah. looking mm-hmm. um, or the old traditional head shop that I didn't even slow down. I just kind of kept going. I just kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept driving. I tell you what, right. Catherine, uh, we're going to take a, a quick break and we're going to come back 
and we're going to get into your life now at Open Door and what's going on and how that all came about and what's driving the driving forces with that. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and uh, Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is the CEO and co-founder of Open Door, Catherine Blackwell. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. So when I say this, I'm, I'm Vern Davis, your, your host of Plant Profits, and I got Catherine Blackwell here, who's the co-founder and CEO of The Open Door. When I say these words, step in all or welcome at the open door, right? What is that, what is that saying? So the, the open door, everyone is mm -hmm. welcome. And when I say everyone, it's the longtime consumers of marijuana, it's, it's the, the um, consumers who are just interested in finding out if it can help any of their ailments, whether it's sleep or joints or anxiety, it's it, all are welcome, everybody. It's a community, uh, a community feel. We want everyone to feel welcome, everyone to be able to come in and, and ask what may seem like a stupid question. Yeah. Uh, you know, ask any of the questions that they have and, and we're making sure through our educational um, programming that our bud tenders have, have the answers for you. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's great. How did franchising hit you? Now, based on what we know about you now, I mean, that's what you, that's what you know, right? So what made you think that you could do it in cannabis? I saw the need. Um, mm -hmm. Really saw the need, not only for the consistency for the consumer, but for these license holders and yeah. for these dispensary operators um, for that support, um, uh, for the, the programming in place, you know, there are things that maybe they didn't even know, uh, that they needed. Um, and we feel like the programs that we've put together, this playbook that we've put together between okay. the architectural drawings, uh -huh. um, we have, uh, security systems that, that we recommend with, along with the architectural layouts of the, the dispensary, the standard operating procedures and really just standardized operating mm -hmm. procedures, mm -hmm. but you know, the people that are opening uh, dispensaries, they may be fantastic growers yeah. of really great product, mm -hmm. but maybe have never worked in a retail environment, never really run a business. And we have all of those tools that we can share with them Let's, uh, under the franchise model. Yeah. I like that. So tell me about your team. Tell me about your partners. And, and because that's where the benefit begins, right? 
Yes. So, right. So yes. tell us about that. So um, with my franchising experience that we've mm -hmm. talked about, um, I partnered with uh, Chelsea Mulligan, okay. who has been in the cannabis dispensary operations field for almost 10 years. Okay. Um, I, I was just telling you, she just opened up her 39th dispensary. Um, so she wow. has spent her career, uh, or at least the last 10 years of her career, going in and either opening new locations for license holders um, or going in and doing triage, finding out what's wrong, what's not working and helping them figure that out. So when I say we've we've been there, done that, she's yeah. been there, done that and seen just about everything. And we these operating procedures that a franchisee has access to yeah. is the benefit of, of all of those uh, of that of the, all of that experience. That is um, that that is great. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say my my uh, my other uh, team member is um, Brian McLaren. Um, he's a strategic advisor with the company and um, okay. as an investor through Zoned Properties. Okay. And they uh, are in the real estate business for regulated cannabis. They do everything from zoning and permitting for either building owners or growth sites and. Uh, just a phenomenal business partner and really a benefit to our franchisees in being able to find them the best location uh, in the area for a, a dispensary. Oh, great. So, so now, so that means you have a franchise expert, you, you have uh, someone who really understands what it takes to, to really um, uh, make a great experience for a consumer. Right, and that's your other partner. And then you have someone that, once you find a location, or could actually help you find the right location through experience, understanding, because location, it's retail, so location is everything, right? Exactly. Right, it's still, that doesn't change because it's cannabis, that's, that applies. And so so that, that sounds like a, a great team. Now, who's a candidate for your services? So the, the best candidate for a franchise with yeah. the open door is somebody who already has a license. Okay. Um, Cause that's Done. typically that the biggest hurdle yeah. is a license and um, you know, who is just looking for the expertise to make it the most profitable that they can um, and get over some of those hurdles. They want to get open quickly. They want to get uh, you know, uh, bypass the learning curve. Right. Um, that it that it takes to get a dispensary open, and um, uh, speed to market. Uh, and I think in some of these unlimited license states, mm -hmm. that's that's going to be key is getting open quickly. Oh, uh, no doubt, no no doubt. So if if I'm a candidate and I'm wanting to invest in your services to franchise me, which and does that mean that every door open door looks the same? Every property you touch looks the same, or do I have the opportunity to get various levels of your benefit? How, how does that work? So not various levels of the franchise benefits. When you sign on, okay. you get everything that we have to offer under the franchise concept, okay. um, which as I started to say was the architectural drawings, standard operating procedures, um, the POS system that's okay. already in place, um, and really all of our recommendations on vendors that we have already vetted out and interviewed and um, checked all of their references and all of their uh, current customers and made sure that they're doing what they promise. Yes. Um, but, 
as far as the location itself, we do have certain branded elements, but because every market and every state is different on mm -hmm. either size regulations, uh, you know, some states, you, you, there are limitations on the, on the number of square feet. Mm -hmm. But we're hoping, so we'll go into every state, look at every location that um, would be a viable location for a dispensary, and we can make modifications. Um, maybe the location is 4,000 square feet, but it will feel mm -hmm. the same. It will have the same uh, true retail experience for a consumer. So all of the beautiful lighting, um, merchandising, um, very you know clean environment, well laid out, mm -hmm. and again that educational piece. So those are the key elements that we think really make the brand, not necessarily the size or the shape of the building. Okay. Um, okay. Right. So you so in your mind, that's your objective is to create there are certain uh, certain tenants that you must this this uh, franchise must hit to make sure that it's achieving the open door standard? Yes. Okay, yes. all right, good. So that, that uh, to me, so there's some very interesting things. So you guys have been open a year, year and a half, what, what has it been? So we just started franchising in uh, late December. Late December, okay. Early January. Okay. Yep. And uh, we've been meeting with some some amazing groups who have some really high goals. Uh, okay. Again, some of that, you know, getting a license is probably the biggest hurdle. Right. And a couple of our sure. groups are are just working on getting their license now. Yeah. Um, but we're the reassuring thing is that people are seeing the need for the service that we're offering and the expertise that we're offering, um, and are are looking forward to being able to open their dispensary with our help and support oh, ongoing support no ongoing support that that is uh that is great do you have a true competitor out there do you do you have someone that's uh saying they're doing uh very similar franchising uh, dispensaries the retail part of the business you know there there are a couple of different brands that, mm -hmm. that are out there franchising and they're 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 doing a really nice job okay most of the ones that i'm seeing the that are doing the best job are um, only available in one state, which um, there's, a, we could probably spend another 20 minutes talking about <laughs> all of that. Um, but, um, but yeah, th you know, there, there are other companies out, out there. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, don't think that they have the, exper the experience that we do um, and the, uh, have the same offering uh, and the same goals as what we're, we're trying to achieve. Well, that's um, interesting, you know, because, um, I, I see it as this, is that you, you really have an opportunity to where you're going to, you have the opportunity now in this industry by coming in on the retail sector to where you can, you can literally in, in, engage a, 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 a business owner, um, a dispensary owner. And as this market evolves, as this industry evolves, you can help them create a multi-generational business across state lines, you know, across the country. That that could be a, a hell of a vision for what could happen in, in your yeah. assistance. Yeah, absolutely. And and mm -hmm. I'm hoping that we get federal legalization soon. Uh, that will take so many hurdles out of the way. But you, <laughs> you brought up a good point about, yeah. you know, these mom and pop dispensary operators. Yeah. Um, right now, they, they struggle on their own. Um, yeah. And like I was saying, they, they may be phenomenal growers, but don't have the retail experience. Um, and 
as they struggle, mm-hmm. their only opportunity or their only option, if they are feeling like they need more help or, or can't finish it, can't do it on their own, is to sell out to a multi-state operator, which is not a bad thing. But if they wanted to create, uh, keep their business mm-hmm. um, and be able to pass it down to family and create a legacy of their own, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're an option to that. They can totally. come in and they can get our support and the ongoing support and have somebody come in and back them up mm-hmm. uh, versus having to sell out. And, um, and we're helping them create more value for their license. Uh, so if they do decide to sell the license, it's just that much more valuable. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I see that clearly. That was one of the things that I got immediately from from that. If, if it's done properly and you're successful, and I know you will be, that's what you do, Catherine, is, um, you know, I, I really believe that you have opportunities to create um, multi-generational privately held businesses, right, across, you know, across the country. You know, just like, you know, any other retail business that has an opportunity to do that. So I think it's great. It, it gives people hope and it gives them a vision for their own, um, uh, their, 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 their own existence in, uh, in the business world and, and, and doing this in the cannabis space. Uh, it's a hard, cannabis is a hard business. Uh, they're so, I mean, it's, it seems like every day you wake up, it's a new business. And that, that, and it brings very unique challenges every day. And um, I think what you guys are doing with Open Door is just putting some consistency in it um, and, and at a level of expectation that it can be duplicated and born in many places. And I think that is a good thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to thank you, Catherine. Uh, my guest today, Catherine Blackwell. Uh, Catherine is the co-founder. Uh, she's built a wonderful team and she's the CEO of The Open Door. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, you can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, all your major uh, podcast platforms, wherever you get it, we're there and we're always there. Follow Produce Global, my company, through our social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all Twitter, you know, all of your social media platforms. And finally, learn more about how we at Produce, we're building companies, we're changing lives at Produce Global, and that's uh, P-R-O-T-I-S-Global.com. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.